When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys on Coppen Fracas. The best word I can say to describe this one. Miller, lovely cushion header. It has been a while. It's been a while. The World Cup is over and club football is back, which can only mean you are now tuned in to the latest episode of Cop and Fracas, powered by Tussline Media Group. I'm your host, Chris, and this week I am joined by my old friends, my good friends, Yak and Anik. Gentlemen, like we said, World Cup's over. Messi won. Um, someone said the terrorism won. Um, <laughs> um, I might agree. Oh, ooh, okay. Starting off spicy. Let's go. Um, but amongst those four weeks, no club football. We've been watching World Cup. And, you know, kind of a little, little bit deep down inside, we've all wanted the Reds to come back as much as they piss us off. How are you all feeling coming into this big fixture we have on Thursday against Manchester City? Oh, um, Chris. Go on. Can't, go on. can't wait, man. It's been, it's been too long, man. <laughs> it's been too long. I've been waiting, man. This is proper football back. Not no fairy tale staged event that we saw at the World Cup where Messi got it handed to him. The real football's back. The Reds are back, man. Let's go. I'm ready for this. And you know what, Man City? Bring it on. We saw Man City's... We saw them at the, at the World Cup. All of their... Like, own, like, they took like 16 players to the World Cup. That's minimum 10 of them. Didn't even do that well. Like, let's go, mm-hmm. man. I'm ready for this. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm... Um... I literally, I, I'm, I'm so sure this game was supposed to be played the day after the World Cup yeah. final. And I'm honestly so gutted that it isn't because it feels so empty. We've, like, we've had like a week of basically one game a day if or one game every other day in the knockout stages. But it feels like that anyway. And now we're going to get back to 10,000 teams in Europe playing in the world. Like, I'll bring back top 10 goals of the day. Not, I hope, in this one game I'm allowed to watch today, there's a non-penalty goal. 
I can't I can't wait. <laughs> like, I love the World Cup. I love the the romance of it and stuff, but it gets a little bit boring. And outside of Morocco, there wasn't much jeopardy really in any of the games. Sort of who we all thought would win won the games, and it's nice. It was a lovely evening, but like Anik said, the real football is back now. It was a really good way to kind of cap off that World Cup. I mean, I completely get what you mean. Outside of Morocco, in terms of the, the giant killings, from the group stage onwards, it did seem like a little bit of a formality in certain aspects. I mean, th- those group stage games, the 10 o'clocks, the 1 p.m.s, the 4 p.m.s and the 7 p.m.s, we cannot replace him. We cannot replace him. That would be... I barely got any work done, let's be real. Um, I mean, I was watching that Argentina. So, literally, I was at my desk watching that Argentina Saudi Arabia game whilst I was supposed to be working. And just, just, yeah, just, just, just no, just no. Nothing got really done, to be fair. Um, And if my employers are listening, then I did get a lot of work done. Ah, there we go. Okay, well, I'm back on you. Uh, The track record speaks for itself. Um, (laughs) uh, Before we do get stuck into the Reds, though, there's one thing I need to ask for you guys, I need to ask you, our lovely audience. It's Christmas time. You're in the mood of giving. Now, why not give yourself a lovely subscription to the Carpet and Frackers Patreon page? We have had some really good content dropping during the World Cup. Um, you can catch up on that. I caught up with Neil Atkinson of the Anfield Rap to discuss their new um, five-part series entitled Jürgen, which explores the Liverpool manager's backstory. It's a really good origin story. And if, you, you know, if you're a casual listener to the Anfield Rap, do, do, do check that out. But we have got a ton more stuff um that we covered during their World Cup break and we've got a ton more stuff coming up the regular post-match pods will be back the preview pods will be back Bantix will be back um I was informed by Peter that they just recorded a new episode today the transfer window will be opening soon so we'll have our regular transfer talk back any other business is making this lovely return and we're gonna have a you know some stuff I can't really tell you at the moment, but, you know, we've got some things cooking. You know what we do at Kef? We're always cooking. It's the chef's pod. You know what I love? Ainsley Harriet loves this pod. So if you do love what we do and you want to treat yourself, a little, little free pound a month subscription to the Copper and Frackers Patreon page, then do head over to patreon.com forward slash Copper and Frackers and subscribe today. The link is in the bio to this podcast. So let's get us started then. Obviously, World Cup has finished. And, you know, Liverpool, we've talked a lot on this part about midfield woes and people being washed and people we never probably should have brought to the club in the first place. And does Arthur Mello actually exist? Apparently he does because we all saw that picture of him in the desert wearing his funky clothes. I still really haven't got over that, to be fair. But there were some players that we saw in this World Cup that Liverpool have been linked to quite strongly. Um, Jude Bellingham is the first one that comes to mind. Remember who told you about Jude Bellingham first, listeners and uh, members of the pod. Um, in the no Chris, yeah, in the no Chris. Um, hey, that's one of the that's one of those patron pods that's going to be dropping shortly. So you know, if you want that, <laughs> if you want that insider information, that free pound a month will go a long way. <laughs> the young player of the tournament, Enzo Fernandez, another one who's been strongly into Liverpool, and the surprise package, of course, of the tournament, Sofran Amrabat. Um, who has looked like what the Fabinho of old has looked like during this tournament. So I want you guys' opinion. Of the three players we've been linked with, would you be happy with all three of them? Or do you think we should go in some different directions? Yak, I'll start with you. Bring all three right now. Before the window even opens, I want it announced. I don't (laughs) care when they come. They can come in January or June. It doesn't matter. But having those three there... Three versatile midfielders. Jude, 
maybe not as versatile as the other two, but all three can play any role in the midfield. All three mm. will get better at Liverpool in varying degrees. Drew Bellingham because of age, Enzo because of, I don't know, European experience. He's 21, not quite as young as Drew, but got a lot of room to grow, especially under a coach like Klopp and Amrabat, a guy in his prime that will come in and give Fabinho a competition. That's the three... The three outgoings in midfield, assumed outgoings in midfield, Milner, Naby and Ox, replacing them with them three is that you once you've got them three, you almost don't have to worry about the midfield. You have to still continually sign players because Henderson Agreed. and Thiago will be the next ones out. But I think if you sign them three and you've got you've got Elliot, uh, rah, 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 Fabinho in the squad. Uh, honestly, I think we are absolutely calm. I can understand if people um, have different options for those three out of like the Enzo, Jude, Amrabat. I, I totally get that if you want us to go in a different direction. If you don't want someone um, that's the style of Amrabat in the six or whatever, that's calm. But it's progress. And as we've all argued and cried and screamed about, this isn't the Liverpool we've seen in the transfer market recently. And so, to be honest, it is just a complete like weight off of my shoulders personally that they're just going to go and get it done. Even if I think I like Amrabat, maybe if you got really down in the dirt, you could find a better six, a better midfielder or a better guy for 40 million. That's mm -hmm. fair. But the fact that we're just going to go out and do it, I'm so happy with that. So happy with that. Yeah, I think um, you know we're, we're, it's it's synonymous with the World Cup. Every time the World Cup comes around or it's a big tournament, bro, you I could see this a mile off. The moment uh, Bellingham started playing, oh okay, let's get him linked to Liverpool. Enzo Fernandez is having a good tournament, or oh, link him to Liverpool. Uh, same with Amrabat having a good tournament, link him to Liverpool. And you know the marketing's free. You know, it, it, we you can you can just you know whet the appetite by saying, oh, they're linked to Liverpool, and all these people online say, oh, they're linked to Liverpool, linked to Liverpool, linked to Liverpool. Until we see anything concrete, only then I'm going to get excited. Now, if we talk about Jude, very very happy. I'll take him in a heartbeat. And I personally think we've done so much. You know, like in in the media, the reporting, some of the videos that are captured with him and. Henderson, him it's and all, Trent. It's almost close to borderline keeping someone hostage at certain points. Literally. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and if we don't end up with Jude, whether it be in the January or the summer, I, I personally think more likely it's going to be in the summer. I think we're going to really end up with egg on our face because everything that we've done is just going to look, it's just going to look a bit... Uh. Enzo Fernandez. I mean, look, I, I think he's just going to be too expensive. I'll be honest with you. And and Amrabat, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm not moved by him. I just think he's a flavour of the month. Um, and I so just that, think... that I'm quite surprised at, you know, because I, I whenever when I was I, I literally said this to myself, like, is it the Portugal game? Is it the Portugal game or the Spain game? I was watching him cover so much ground, the effort he put in, the recoveries, yeah. the tackle winning. I literally sat there to myself and I went, you know, we'd like that midfielder. Anik. Anik. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I just think it's I just think he's 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 the flavour of the month. I just think that mm. okay, he's he's done it at a, at a major tournament, but no, no one knew about him before. I, I didn't hear his name before. I mean you, you might call okay. me a casual or whatever, but I didn't hear about him before. And I think that um I wouldn't call you a casual. You were the guy who discovered Jamal Musiala before anyone. Oh yeah, that's me. Musiala, yeah. 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 That's <laughs> me. That's me. I mean 
Yeah. <laughs> ask, I mean, ask Peter, I mean, man. He's the one who knows. I mean, my, my, my scouting's not... I'm not quite Yaks level yet, but no, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm just not sold by by Amrabat. I, I think he had a good tournament. I think he done well for Morocco. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just not sold by him. Um, and I think with with um, Enzo Fernandez, I think we'll be priced out. I think honestly, Chris, you might come with pessimistic, but I think come the end of it, we're just gonna end up with one midfielder. And you know what? I don't even think we're gonna get a midfielder in January. I think they're gonna use whatever's going on with the sale of the club to say, oh, we haven't got funds, and oh, I don't know what's happening, mm. but. I honestly think we're just going to end up with Jude in the summer. And I will, I will take that. Personally speaking, I think we need to look at other areas of the pitch um, up top that, that, that really needs to be addressed, especially in January. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I stand on it, bro. I could, but You know what? I wouldn't call you a pessimist at all because, let's, let's be real, if you, just, if you just get Jude in, that is absolutely fantastic. But I think that yeah. the other two... Amrabat, I, I, you know what? I completely, I completely understand your sentiment on, on that. It's just we saw this tournament. I think we're all kind of like we've got that glaze on. Where we're kind of looking at it through those rose tinted glasses, thinking mm-hmm. that guy can do an absolute job. You know, look at the ground he covered. That's what a Liverpool number six does. So we kind of look at it from that angle. But my weird thing with Amrabat is I don't know of many other sixes in, and and that's that, that's my lack of scouting coming into play. Um, and again, Yak might be able to su- suggest someone who could kind of do a similar job. But I don't know of any other sixes that could potentially do that in that price bracket. Because if you're mm-hmm, looking yeah. at potentially getting two big hitters in, you have one Enzo. So the Enzo one's interesting because the release clause is supposed to be around about 100, 120 million. But it's something that could be paid in installments. So it's not an activation clause. It's just the release clause. So you could pay like a down and then do the rest of it in in chunks and it's really interesting that this week especially Rui Costa who's the, obviously the director of Benfica and Julian Ward um, who is the outgoing sporting director at Liverpool which is hilarious in itself I think they're doing like a, a conference in the Middle East somewhere some like sporting directors conference so that's interesting they've got a previous um, long-standing relationship from when Julian Ward was at the Portuguese FA so I think that could potentially be done now the only thing that comes into play there is Manchester City wanted um, Enzo last summer when they were looking for Alvarez too. So that could be something that comes into play. Obviously, they could probably whack more money down than we could. And there's always a Real Madrid factor in that background too. So he's the one I look at and I kind of think, mm, I, I can see it. But also the other time, I could see the, there'd be more doubt in that one in comparison to someone like Jude, where I could probably see that the financials would be the only thing that could stop that because it's Liverpool and it's the stupid thing that Liverpool will probably do. Do you think there's any world in which we're feeling Enzo out in the in the circumstance we don't get Jude rather than as like an, an additional? Do you think we're, we're sort of trying to put that in our back pocket so that if Jude goes somewhere mm-hmm. else and the fan base crumbles on itself before the dressing room goes like, blimey, we haven't got that. Are we the same Liverpool? Are we... We can then go, ha we've got the best young player of the World Cup here. Same, do you know what I mean? I, I'm, I just, I, I just don't know. I just think whatever happens, if we do, if we don't get Jude, we're still gonna end. We're gonna end up with egg on our face. I just yeah, feel yeah. we've done so much. I agree with that. So, so much that oh, we can't. And I, I think Enzo is just, it's you know what? It's probably just how serious the club want to be. Like 
if they really want to invest in the squad and you know future proof us for a good few years, then they will go and really bolster that midfield, knowing that they could sell it, sell the club maybe for a little bit more, knowing that they've you know really yeah. got some good players there. But are they going to do that when you look up top and you, listen? By the time Diaz and Jota are back, there's only ten games left of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're gonna have to strengthen elsewhere. Just, oh, I just don't know, man. I so this is my this is my big midfield midfield thing um, for, for for January. Now, while we all agree that midfield could probably do a thing strengthening last summer, uh, obviously Shuimani they wanted missed the penalty, so he's got to hold that for turning us down. He's got to hold that, mate. He's yeah. got to hold that, man. Um, so that money, that money, weirdly, is still there, which is why I think the Enzo thing could potentially happen, um, and. Kind of from, from what you said earlier, Yak. I know last summer when they were trying for Jude, then you know when all the Barella stuff came out, it was like, oh yeah, Liverpool were willing to pay up to you know eighty million for his services. That was basically just to say to Dortmund, yeah, we've got money and we will invest it in other areas if you're just taking the piss in the future, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But there's been just just been so much being done in terms of cultivating that relationship with not only the player from the guys in our squad, so Henderson, Trent, etc., but with his family, who are his main representatives. Like, he doesn't have an agent. It go, all goes through his, his his parents and stuff. And his dad basically wants him to go to Liverpool. And they're all kind of, like, really sold in that project. So for us not landing him at this stage, like Anik said, it would be a massive, massive letdown for everyone involved in the process. Oh, it it Player, would put a club, huge... manager. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. The club, I think it would put a massive downer on the club. I think it, it, it would be... A lot of people called the start of this season like the beginning of the end of Klopp's reign, but I, I genuinely feel like it would change how a lot of people at Liverpool would feel about the project if we couldn't get Jude. Because, as you just said, this is the the Jude transfer is the culmination of years of groundwork. Mm-hmm. Like he has been, or he, he is always in the guy for the next phase of Klopp's era. That's that's how it's been. I mean, we tried to get him when he was at Birmingham. We even tried to get him before he actually went to Birmingham's academy. So, like, it's, 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 it would be such a soul sucker. Like, it would just start. I can't even begin. I don't even want to think about how I'd feel. You know, it is, Yak, if, with Jude as well. Yeah. Look, you know me, I can find flaws in anyone. You know, I was finding flaws in Messi this morning. Yeah. Jude. I I don't see any I can't I can't put anything bad against this kid's name. He just ticks all the boxes. There's not one box mm-hmm. that this guy does not tick. He gets about the pitch. He's he was a youngest captain for Dortmund. You know, his attitude off the pitch. He's a family man. He understands the ethos of the club. Just everything about him. He just ticks all the boxes for me. If we get him, I'll be so, so happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he he feels like he he will be that oh, I don't know like that he's just got like oh it's so hard to put into words how perfect he is for Liverpool like mm-hmm. Anik just said it's the, it's the personality on and off the pitch it's the application on the pitch it's the 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 evident morals the evident sort of like yeah I might be able to earn ten grand a week more at City or Madrid but that's not really why I'm a footballer. That's not what I love about the sport, et cetera, et cetera. And we need, we need players like that, especially at that level of talent. I think it would, um, him sort of being a future captain and younger players then learning off him in the future with that sort of attitude. It's like Henderson, if he was even better, 
it's crazy. It's Henderson. If Henderson was a generational talent, not just a really good player, it's yeah. insane. And I think he's, he's also been put into a lot of pressure booker situations as well. Like, you know, he's, he's played in, in some big games, you know, big mm-hmm. Champions League games. He's played at this major tournament for England. And even then, he didn't allow his head to dip. I saw him against France. Like, he was still getting about the pitch in the last few minutes. Um, even though we were one goal down, Kane misses a penalty. And he's the first one straight over to console him. Yep. This kid is honestly... He, he, it would fit us to the team. I'll be so, so happy with him. And I promise you now, I won't have a bad thing ever, ever to say about Jude if we get him. He will be the man beyond agendas. No no agenda can yeah, touch no, Jude. No, no agenda Jude. <laughs> Agenda-free <Yeah>. Jude. <laughs> <laughs> Agenda-free Jude. With what Annick said earlier about um, other areas needing... Um, so we need to sign players in other areas. A hundred. Well, that was going to be the agree. that was going to be the next thing I was going to ask you guys. So, the Diaz setback, I think that's that's a bigger blow than we all think, um, especially for that left hand side. And you kind of you, you're left without cover from there, realistically, anyway. Especially now with Jota. So Jota might be back um, earlier than we think for potentially January. But you know, you, you know, don't Jota, be in a situation again where you rush him. Yeah, you know, Jota has is missing. The exact same percentage of games as Naby has now. Seriously? By the end of this injury, his percentage of games played or missed through injury will be exactly the same as Naby's. That's worrying, isn't it? That is. <laughs> I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but when I saw that, I was just like, oh, it's man. not great. No, it's not, <laughs> it's not great. Um, the man we all hate um, for being injured. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I think, I think yeah, the guy. <laughs> I think the thing is with the midfield, the difference between midfield and up top with Diaz and Jota out is our midfield can survive and win and beat the best teams through functionality. You can't do that with a front three. You can't just have like a functional front three. Like, oh, the front three get about. They don't score a lot of goals, or they don't, like. You can't do that. You need really good players at the top if you want to win the biggest trophies. I'm sorry, yeah, but if Liverpool, this Liverpool can win trophies with the midfield it has got right now. Injured or not, it can because it has. The difference is is that we've we've never really won anything without the front three. Um, exactly. And yeah, I, I 100% agree with Anik. If they were to sacrifice one of the midfield signings and Spend forty million plus on a forward. I'd be more than I'd be more than happy with that. To be honest, so I think um, you know I I think <laughs> loads of people online just turn around saying, "Oh, if we get the midfielder, you know, just watch us when we get a midfield." I I promise you, if we get if we get all three of those guys, let's say in a fantasy world, we've got Amrabat, Jude, and we've got Enzo Fernandez. I still don't think we win the league. I still don't even think we win the Champions League because I seriously think up up. You know, there's problems that need to be addressed. And I think if you look at our main front five, I think they're kind of individual in the way that they are. They're kind of unique. Like Salah, he can only really play on the right wing and that's where he's most lethal. Jota is, you know, he's like he's like a little pea. You know, he's just in your face. He gets about and he will get the goal. Nunes is just, he's just chaos. Diaz, you know, I need to see a little, little bit more GA from him, a little bit more link up, and you know, Bobby, you know, the glue. So I think, as such, as an individual five, they're kind of different in their own ways. So 
the next question you'll probably ask is, Krish, is what sort of player do we go for? And because they're all kind of like... You literally read my mind. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because I just find that they're all different, but I still think they can work, but they're just not fit mm. at the moment. And I don't know, is it going to be like the centre-back situation in January 2021 where we're just going to look for a stopgap? Just, I just don't know, but I just find it really worrying that by the time Diaz and Jota are back, you know, we'll have around 10 games left of the season. And it could, it could be all but gone by then, um, which is, yeah, which is quite worrying for me. So I, I think we need to dress dress up top. So it is, it is a massive worry for me, and I think if you had to sacrifice putting off a midfielder to buy an attacker in January, I I personally do it for thirty five forty million. Yeah. Now, what kind of attacker can you get? That's the other question. Exactly. I, I, I don't. I, I don't really know. But the good thing about attackers is Cody Gakpo. Who said that? Someone said Cody Gakpo. I think I'm sure someone just said that. <laughs> a mystery Dutchman came in the uh, in the pod just. Um, now the good the, the good thing about attackers is there's always like a decent surplus of them at, yeah. at any given point. So now one guy you could potentially look at. He had a little bit of an impact in the World Cup. Again, I'm putting on those rose tinted glasses, but I have seen him a few times for for, for, for BMG. He's maybe Marcus Tyram. That's someone you could potentially look mm. at to fill in on the left hand side and be a bit more versatile. Um, there probably are other options available. You know, other forwards might be available. Um, but again, it's 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 back to your point, Anik. I think it's such a really good it's it's a really good well thought out point. What type of forward do you go for? Because I will, I've always thought Memphis Depay would be a fantastic forward option for Liverpool. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I think Depay would be great as well. I mean, I've, yeah, I remember on a pod actually two years ago, Harold absolutely slated me for saying that I didn't rate him because <laughs> um, he played for because he played in Liga. Um, but you know what? I, I, I saw him at the World Cup. I, I thought he done really well. I, I really, really did like him. I thought, I thought his link up play was good. I think he was, um, you know, everything was going going through him. Um, yeah, I I do like Depay, but I just I just don't I just don't know if he's the type of player would go for. Maybe exactly. maybe someone like Verge could help push it through, but I just I just don't know, bro. Um, I did like Turan though when he came on in the final. I was like, this guy is mm-hmm. causing havoc because I think he came on the game before. Who did France play before? Morocco. Croatia. Game before Morocco. There's no one Croatia. Just made that up. Morocco. He played Morocco. He played. I think he played. Yes, in that they brought him on. Did they bring him on at half time and put? Yeah. Him on the left wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it was it was okay. I wasn't really moved in the final. Yeah, he was he, he was doing a lot. So yeah, I, I mean, I'll take him. But again, I don't know what his situation is like. Um, he's he's you know, available for cheap. Is available he? For, apparently, Arsenal apparently, could get him for about like 12, twelve million euros. Million euros. Yeah. How yeah. comes Arsenal can get him for twelve million? We can't. Uh, he's out of contract in the summer, I think. Oh, okay, but that, that's 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 another question as well. Is it's not even like what type of player in terms of their personal style. It's also like, do you buy someone to be part of our front three moving forward? Do you get a cheap option? that you can just sort of plug and play for a bit, maybe sell at an increased price in a couple of years? Do you go for a young player who might not be ready, but it's then more of an, that's more of an insurance signing because if it doesn't work, you've got years to develop or rah, rah, rah. 
I'm me personally, I'm leaning towards the mercenary sort of signing, to be honest. Um, someone like a, a, a Toram, I think, is perfect. He's out of contract. He might not necessarily have been in our plans. Um, there's a lot of other guys that I'd like to sign, but that type of signing, cheap, nothing can really go wrong. I feel like we're missing Divock, Minamino, Shakiri in that sort of way. We don't have those sort of like cheaper mm-hmm. players with real quality. Um, it seems to sort of just be like our best players and then really young players, um, as we've said with the midfield. So I'd quite like, uh, just because I, I just I don't feel ready to sort of displace Diaz or Jota in the pecking order. Mm. I, I might end up eating my hat on that, but it feels weird to replace them because they're. Do you know what I mean? Just because they're injured for a season, it's, it, I don't know. It's hard. Maybe I'm not ruthless enough. You know, it's. I think, yeah, it's one of them where you also need to look at the trends. And I think the trend is is like with, with Jota, I think Fahey made the point in the group chat is whenever it comes to Jota, we're always rushing him back. Mm-hmm. Always. Whenever he's injured, we're always rushing him back. And is that a reason why he's getting injured? You know, with mm-hmm. Firmino, we're always overworking him. With Salah, he goes through ups and downs. Now, when he's in that, you know, what? no, no, he doesn't. I apologise. Salah has been consistent up until very, very consistent up until 2022. But then this calendar year, I think it's you know been a bit more of a roller coaster for him. So I just think we've got to look at the trends and just see like what what can we do about it. And right now we've got three attackers, and we've got we've got Nunes, we've got Salah, and we've got Bobby. There's a potential that Bobby can be overworked. There's a potential that Salah could go through a quiet patch. And what are we going to do to address that? And Nunes may go quiet as well for a bit. Now, I don't know, but do you guys, can you guys see Cavalio or Elliot pushing a bit further forward and making a difference? Not so yet. I, I, I really I've, can't. I've got, I've got a wild show for you. Go on. Ox. Ox is basically... <laughs> yeah, it's, it, this is the thing. It's Matt. Mm, I, I'm thinking I can, about I it. I hear it, though. I'm thinking He's about it. Now, yeah, yeah. He's been given. He's now been given a lease of life with everyone injured because he obviously he played on the right against um against AC Milan. He did okay. Yeah. He's now been given a lease of life where if he puts in a decent shift from now to the end of the season, he could probably get a a, a new contract. Yeah, yeah, that is true. It's a contract year. Maybe make the most of that. Maybe feed into it a little bit with him. Sort of say like look, like. You can earn a place back in our team or you could earn your place mm-hmm. on a big team in another country. You could even earn yourself a place on the Europa League team in the Prem, to be honest. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it, if we're not willing to stump up the money, then it might be wise to sort of feed Ox's ego a little bit and pretend to massage him back into the team. Um but I just, I really, really, really can't decide what type of player would be perfect for us. I just really can't. The, the one thing that I, I'm going to be like a broken record with this, with Cody Gakpo, is the, the, the only thing that's really making me want it to happen is that he's a defeat player. Um, and I feel like that when Bobby starts, one day it will happen. We will not have to rely on Bobby all of the time. He will get to a point where he does get old and 
his performances drop off and it's not just his legs that go rah, rah, rah. And we're not going to, we don't have that many to feet players in our forward line anymore. Diaz is, but I don't see that that's where he's going to end up. Salah can do whatever you ask him to do. Nunes is over the top. Jota is over the top. I know their link-up play is improving, but that's not their game. And Bobby mm. will need replacing. Mane played with his back to goal. We, we can't... I, I, I'm a little bit scared that we are just going to become a bit of a team of runners. Um, and if you have like a team of runners with a more luxury midfield... I can see that we become a, a, a great team, a sick team, but a weaker team um, and a team that definitely can get got at, a team that can definitely be out-tacticked in a one-off game. So I, I do... I, 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 what Annick said about how individual all of our forward players are, I'd like us to sort of carry on with that um, and not not try to find a balance per se, but look at sort of the sort of players we've got and who will get the best out of what we already have rather than replacing um, replacing us. I still don't think... I agree with Anik. I, I still want to see a little bit more from Diaz. He, he's been great. If he wants to be Mane's... Well, he's not Mane's replacement, but you know what I mean. If you want him to emulate that sort of performance, he does have to step it up a lot. Um, but I do agree that maybe we should start mm-hmm. to close the curtain on Jota a little bit. Um and now that we've got Nunes, I'm not so sure that his playing style is something we actually really need. It's great because he's great at it, but I, d- I don't see the point in buying another player that's like Nunes because we've we put our eggs in his basket. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I don't think you need one. The only no, 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 you wouldn't. So I was going to transfer market and look at players' contracts who are ending in 2023. If you wanted a short-term solution. These are the best ones I can find. So you can get Wilfred Zaha. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm sold. Done. End of conversation. I'll take, yeah, yeah. I'll take you straight away. <laughs> yeah. Two, two years of two years of Wilfred Zaha sound. Um, now this is an interesting one because I know we were offered him but declined it. Leandro Trossard. I I want to say yeah because I like him. But I don't know whether that's actually in does it fit, best does interest. It, does it feel a bit big fish, small pond, and then the big fish comes into the real pond and he's a bit shit? I just yeah. Think, I just I'm, feel with I don't know if he's like the last, the last line of attack. I think he's a bit more midfielderish, midfielderish. But I think we just need someone. Real up, up, and I know he's played up front for Brighton a bit this season because I think they've had injuries, so he's had to play up front. And I know he's done a job mm. there, but I see him more as a midfielder than an attacker. Mm. That's fair. Obviously, Marcus Turam, who we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, Turam's versatility as well that I like. Same with that's, Depay. That's the big thing. Depay's out of contract next year as well, so I mean they're already out of the Champions League. And I don't know how many levers they've got left to activate. So, <laughs> how big is how big is the player's salary? Because that's what I was trying to think of the other day. Is it? Like, I don't think you can play is it. Whatever. It a master contract. <laughs> Let's have a look. Master contract. There's probably like nine like, different clauses where they probably don't have to pay. It. If yeah. it's above 150k, I don't. I don't think it will happen. Even if he yeah, is. Yeah, I would have thought so. 
So I do like I do like the idea. I feel like he's the sort of player that would really buy in to Liverpool as well, and you you'd see he'd have a rocket up his ass a little bit. I think. So the good thing about the good thing about FB Ref at the moment is they give you uh, weekly salaries, so that's nice. Oh. Um, so apparently he's on two hundred euros <laughs> per week. Two two hundred million, not two hundred million, two hundred thousand euros per week. So what's that like? One seventy in in proper money. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not my uh, money. Go on, go on, FSG. Go for yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, you know what. Actually, if you think about the pie, if he did come, then I think it could not only ignite, reignite his career, which I think he's kind of done the past few years, but I think it reinvigorate the team as well. Because mm-hmm. I think if he starts, you know, you know, if he was to come and start doing well, I think it could. Run right through the team. Um, good personality. Yeah, in that in that sense, like he, he's good vibes. Yeah, good vibes. yeah, very very comes across like super positive, and he has he sort of I don't know maybe it's just because he was at United and United's fans can sort of do this with players or could previously they change they're starting to change a little bit, but the players sort of come out of that with like a bad attitude sort of reputation and. I can't lie, I, like, I just don't see that. I just don't yeah, see same. that when I watch him play. Like, I yeah. just don't, I don't understand where that come from. Remember the old adage about storage? That for some reason, the media had it, that he had like a terrible attitude, but yeah, everyone loved him. Yeah. yeah it's basically, basically, if you like hip hop and play football, oh yeah, that man, he doesn't <laughs> yeah. try. He's not yeah, a good teammate. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah he's not a good teammate. It's like, sources say that this guy oh, is I, terrible. So like, what sources? I do think as well. Made this up. <laughs> with um with Depay is that and I'm not just I'm not just saying it because Annex here but like without players like and like the differing levels of quality here between Origi, Shakiri and Depay but we we don't have those like and and I feel like um piggybacking on Annex point about it sort of raising the morale in the squad a little bit having that sort of moment a player that can do moments and they don't have to play a lot and they can just come on and just bang a 30-yard or score a last-minute winner. And I do think our squad's lacking in that a little bit. Lots of very good players, very nice players, but you don't look at the bench and say, that's the super sub, or you don't look at him and think like, oh, if he gets a free kick, we'll be all right. Do you know what I mean? Outside of Trent. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Because when we're in our pop, like, you know, 2019, 2020, we had players like like Shaq, like Origi, yeah, you you draw in two two. You bring him on. You know, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, and we really? I've noticed that in games this season. I know injuries play a big part in that, but that's also why we need another attacker. But in the first half of the season, there were so many games where you sort of think like you're bringing on players and they're playing all right, but they're not going to take the ball and be like, no, I'm better than this. You're not going to embarrass me tonight, sort of thing. You know what, yeah, yeah. I was, I thought, you know what? I was like, it must be a Liverpool thing. Like, you know, we might have a little bit of luck because when I think when he threw on uh, Cavalier against Newcastle, I was like, mm-hmm. Rigi, Shaq, step aside. It's Cavalier time now. Yeah. He banged it in, like the 90, 98th minute, but then it just it just kind of went downhill from there. Like, you know, we were making these last minute subs, and it just wasn't wasn't happening. So yeah, I I agree with you. We do need. Yeah, we do need someone that can come off the bench with like that 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 moment. A bit of, of magic. pedigree, isn't it? A bit yeah. of pedigree. 
And, and, yeah, and to be honest, like... I said this I said this about the, the midfield as well when uh, Brozovic's contract was up. Like those sort of players, players with pedigree, you, you don't have to buy loads. You just sort of add one to the squad and they have a good personality. And all of a sudden, like and it says the level raises a little bit and you've got another great example of a player. You've got another player that's injury-free and stuff like that. And I, yeah, I just think nothing... That, that's the sort of route we should go down when we're not making big signings is is that that sort of mercenary with a bit of pedigree that's not going to demand to play 90 minutes of every game, that's not going to demand to be the star player, that's just going to... Not ha- happy to be there sounds a bit like patronising because they're great footballers, but players that could go to other clubs and, and play all the time, but they just they sort of want to come Liverpool, win a couple of trophies. I'm, I'm not bothered by that, to be honest. You need those guys that come in on freeze that can help mm-hmm. keep it, they can help instill the culture that you've already got or change the culture to kind of like fit the narrative that you want to bring in for that time. And that's why I think the Milner transfer at that moment was just so important. Yeah. Comes in, yeah, you do a little bit of an overpay, but he's brought a, you know, a winning pedigree and he's, you know, it's He's helped us kind of this place where we are now, where there's a consistent desire and a consistent willingness to always want to do better and be the best possible versions of the pool that we can be. So, yeah, I completely agree with you. Those signs should never go under the radar or be underrated, really. Um, enough, enough better transfers to now. Obviously, we'll be covering this in a lot more detail when January does come and we do get any more news. Uh, rest assured, you can get your best transfer coverage from here, from us here at KEF. But we do have a game. On Thursday, we are playing Manchester City away at the Etihad. I don't know if you guys all got the uh, joint email from uh, Billy Hogan and Ferrano Soriano. I think I'm hoping yeah. I pronounced that correctly. Asking us all to behave properly. Um, I feel like that should go to one specific set of fans as opposed to the other. But yeah. um, obviously, we are playing them at the Etihad under the lights. Our first game back Thursday before we play Villa at Villa Park, which is going to be an absolutely zero barrel of laughs um, in a Monday night in Birmingham. Um, I've said that many times in my life before. Um, so what are we all thinking for Thursday? Um, because I quietly think, and Yak, you put it in the best possible way, and I'm not going to steal this phrase from you. It's a way for us to kind of reset the season in the best possible way. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the Community Shield 2.0. We've got another opportunity to beat our rivals and go again and sort of say, look, we, we gave ourselves that that bounce on the trampoline and we didn't use it. We sort of turned up at the first day of the Prem as if we played that community shield years ago. And this is this is our opportunity. We had good form leading up to the World Cup. If we can beat City on the way back, um, if Nunes can score, have a good game, if we can keep it tight, if we can, if we can, if we can win and keep a clean sheet, then I honestly think this is the perfect, perfect, perfect bouncing ball for the rest of the season. Um, especially if we can do it without the players that we've mentioned, like Diaz and Jota. Um, I'm honestly, I, I've never been so excited for a League Cup game in my entire life, even over finals. That I just can't wait to see Liverpool and we're playing against like Liverpool City is the one game I watch where I think I actually genuinely wish I could be a neutral for this game like I genuinely wish I could just watch it and just appreciate how far ahead of the rest of the Premier League and pretty much all of Europe bar Madrid City and Liverpool are um when they play a chopper and I'm so so excited 
Hopefully, we can get a couple young cameos. Hopefully, a youngster can grab a goal and it could be the perfect fairy tale game. But as long as we win, I think second half of the season is going to be calm. I think I think if you look at the other games um, that are taking place, also in the tie, I think the I think we need to let the players know that look, if you, if you get over the line against City, we've proved that already twice. By the way, mm-hmm. this year twice we've beaten City twice. Yeah, um, quite that, like a really good. Yeah. Record, record against them, against them in, in recent years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you take it in high-level games. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not counting that weird lockdown game where they absolutely spanked us. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the only game of importance they've beaten us in is the is the Sane game. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Um, I think we've had their number in 22, haven't we? We beat them in the mm-hmm. FA Cup, Community Shield, and in the league. And I think if we beat them. On Thursday, then you know that is a really straightforward. That's like a messy route for the final, yeah. Mm-hmm. If we, if, yeah. the refs will we, give us a couple dodgy yeah. penalties. Yeah. I mean, yeah, let's go. If we, if if we do that, then you know, I, I, I think it's a great opportunity, and I think that's that that would be great for the team, and I think it'll be great for the for the rest of the season as well. Just to know that, yeah, look, first game back, we we can get a win. Um, and we can um, sort of kick on from there. Two things, guys. Um, it's it's a one-legged tie, right? Yeah. Think so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a one-legged tie. And um, I feel as though Pep is going to be up for it. Because oh, yeah, I think yeah, he's... Yeah, yeah. I, I think... Oh, I, think yeah, he, yeah. I mean, I don't think... We all know he's an egomaniac. And after seeing, you know, Messi and Argentina on top of the world, he'll probably want the focus to come back to him. Um so I think he'll be bang up for it as well. And I think a lot of City players went out early, yeah? So I think a lot of them will be back, like uh, Gundogan, like uh, De Bruyne and co. So I think, yeah, I think I think he might go a bit stronger than than what we yeah. may um, than, than we may think. It's Pep at the end of the day. I think it's... Was fully, it, um, go on, yeah. go on. I, I'm fully expecting Haaland to play. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll play football in a month. He'll play. Yeah, I think um, was it was it David Silver that said someone asked him like the secret of City's trophy success under Pep, and I'm I'm so sure it's David Silver. I might just be making this up completely, but I'm so sure David Silver yeah, said they, it's they winning the League Cup. Yeah, they all swear by winning the League Cup. I mean, I remember yeah. Mar- remember Mourinho talking about yeah. it so highly every time that. Um, First trophy of the season, man! You win yeah. that, and you're already yeah. ahead of everyone else, and it's yeah. I think it so really is... sets you up for that second period of the second half of the season. I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I mean, now that they've got rid, gotten rid of like all the weird two-legged stuff, apart from the semi-final, which is just a bit of a pain in the ass when you've already got fixture mm. congestion up the wazoo. But that's a conversation for another day. Um, I think it's the perfect tournament. I, and I actually, I was thinking about it the other day. I was kind of sitting there thinking, well, well, you know, if we lose, it's not really that bad. You know, everyone's just come back from like a big holiday, basically. So. It is what it is. But more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like, I really want to win this tie to set it up, to set the, the rest of this season off in the best way. Because I think we've got a really good route now to get back on track. Yeah, we might we, we might not be challenging for the league, but we can easily secure, you know, third place finish by far because everyone else is shit. Like Chelsea mm-hmm. are not very good. Yeah. Spurs are not very good. United are not very good. So no matter how crap we are, if we just get back to back to basics, back to business, we can get back onto we can easily secure a fair place. And the fact that this 
if we go far in this competition, I'm kind of okay with us getting knocked out of the FA Cup. Yeah. It is what it is. That's more of a pain in the arse than anything because there's replays involved. It, it done, you know what? I, I think it done really wonders for us last year. Mm-hmm. And I know, oh, and I know we, we, we had a really good um, end of the season. Um, sorry, end of, what do I call it? From uh, August to December 2021, we had a really good part of the season there. And I think by winning the FA Cup, uh, the, sorry, the League Cup in March, it really did kick us on right up until the end of the season. I think mm-hmm. Klopp um, and the backroom staff know as well the importance of this and, and what it can do in terms of that, you know, that re-energising um, of the team. So, yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, if we lose on Thursday, I'll be really disappointed. Yeah, I, I was. I, I agreed completely with what Chris was saying before. Like the the last week or so, I was like, "Yeah, whatever. Like win or lose, whatever. Play the youngsters, whatever." But like, we would be so foolish to think that we can just like ease ourselves back into the second half of the season because we're not starting on zero points. Like we're starting on minus yeah. fifteen or whatever it is. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So like. We need to be the team that comes back and says, "No, we're beating all of you." We like we have not had a day off, sort of thing. We can't, um, yeah, we can't. We can't ease ourselves into it. We just can't. We'd be fools to think that Arsenal or City are ex- even expecting us to do that. They're they're gonna know that we're gonna come. They're gonna be preparing for that, and so we better come because that is this is our opportunity. We beat City. I don't know when we play Arsenal next, but if we beat City in the League Cup and Arsenal. I, I, I honestly, it's the the pressure is on them. They are leading, and we need to go. We need to be the underdogs. And when we are the underdogs, we are relentless and uh, an effing machine. And that's what we need to Thursday night. We need to remind City that we will not let you have a second. And we are the team that can stand toe to toe with you. And if we don't, if we have a bad performance, I think I think you're both right. I think it will. Suddenly it will be like, oh yeah, actually no, we're really far behind. Yeah, actually, yeah, we probably won't win in the fitness season, and it's just going to get negative quickly. Yeah, straight facts. No, I could, I completely agree. I was looking through City. Obviously, City have had loads of players who went to the World Cup um, and kind of went fairly far in the competition. So I wouldn't have expected them to be back for this game. Probably put more priority on the league. Maybe De Bruyne will play. Maybe. Some of the others potentially, um, Rodri, Akanji, uh, the, the two I kind of look at from there. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, I don't really see who's going to play for them in this competition. Yeah, I, I think it will be maybe not even like Akanji and Rodri because they had fairly decent tournaments. I mean, yeah. Spain didn't, but Rodri played. Well. I think it will be the players that had really bad tournaments like, like De Bruyne Gundogan. and Gundogan and Haaland yeah. didn't go. They'll play. Those three 100%. will play. The others, I, I, I can see being rested, to be honest. I mean, saying that, it will still be an extremely strong squad, like we've said. But I think the players that have had a decent tournament are going to be on a little bit treated like they can have a little bit of time off. You can relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. Did Laporte did go? Yeah, he I did. don't think he played. He did. He, he, did. he definitely went. Um, I don't think he played, though. No, he did play one game. He did play. He played one game, and I think they conceded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how you remember that they conceded, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no World Cup chat, but that's, I, I, 
I still think those first couple of games I saw of Spain was probably the best team performances I saw in the tournament. Everybody's been shooting me down on this, but they're the only team I was actually impressed with from a team perspective. I think everybody else has just fucking stumbled their way through it, to be honest. Yeah. I could see a lot of Cole Palmer in this game. He was a good player, but... Yeah, I, I do rate him, but Rob, Robbo, Robbo's been fit. He hasn't... He's been fit the whole World Cup break, isn't he? He's not. Yeah, yeah, Robbo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Robbo will be all over him. I can, I can see. So I can. I, I don't think Allison will play. I think it'll be Callagher in goal. I think Robbo will play. Um, I think Gomez will play. I think Matip will play. I think it'll be Milner at right back. I don't see it being Calvin Ramsey. I think he's being kind of eased back into it. Midfield's a bit of a big question. So I think it'll be Thiago. Do you think Naby might play? play? Do you think Naby might? Maybe. Play? I f- you know yeah. what? He's played in the Friendly. Well against- yeah, he's going to play Naby. Well against City. So, it's that, that's well. what I mean. If, if, if you, you almost... The luxury sort of games, there is sort of bread and butter in a way, isn't yeah. it? So, it's like, just get him in the League Cup. He doesn't have to start the next League game or anything, does yeah. he? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they, that's the thing. Because Henderson, you would have thought Henderson would be back for that. Um, so, you probably play Thiago, Naby... Harvey Elliott, and then some form of yeah. Carvalho, is, Firmino, Nunes, or Salah. Is Fabinho fit? He was in training. Okay. He didn't you, fucking play, I, did he? <laughs> no, no, no. He didn't play, yeah. If he came I back mean, unfit, I'd have serious questions about what yeah, he was yeah, doing. Yeah. This is another thing that gets me, man. Like, you know, you know, I keep going back to it. Like, that, that 1920 season, you know, we oh, were so memory. fit as a unit. Like, we were rotating around 15, 16 players. And we were cu- we went to a Club World Cup. We came back and we played Leicester off the park. And it was like, oh, that's the game that's going to turn. That's the game that's going to turn. We just was one point so fit and so strong. And I just don't know. It's like, you know, I'm scared. I'm, I'm scared that if Nunes or Salah plays, he can get injured. You know, mm. it, just, I just don't. I just don't know what's what's happening with this whole fitness department training thing. Because you know, once upon a time we, we were, you know, we were probably the fittest team in the country. Yeah, this mm. this is what, yeah. and I feel like such an idiot for saying it. I feel like it's such a weak thing to say, but like it just feels like the most insane bad luck ever. Because I know if you look at it just from when the injuries started to now, you think, well, obviously we're doing something wrong. But like Annick said, a year before that, we are like, that's how people refer to us as was like the, the running machine. Like, that's what we were. That's how we beat think, teams. Think about how all these injuries kind of started off. They weren't random injuries. They were all fairly bad contact injuries. Yeah. 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 And it, from there, it's just the, our injury luck has just gone. <laughs> and now it's just, if you, if it could ruin our season it'll happen that's that's what i feel like it like we'll, we'll yeah. get back within five points and then tiago will get injured salah will get his first injury like i just feel like that's gonna happen maybe that is part of it because i know as someone that's been quite injury prone from like really young in football i've missed so like so many years through injuries that it becomes you you get injured because you think it's gonna happen and happen. I, I do wonder whether that sort of that narrative has sort of seeped into the squad a little bit. 
Yeah, and, and you know what? On that point, we'll see where Virgil is at as well because I remember strongly making the point prior to the World Cup that he was, you know, going lightly because he doesn't want to be injured. Now that all the World Cups, you know, done and dusted, that that fairy tale World Cup, whatever it was, we'll see, we'll see where Van Dyke is at because um, I think he'll come back a different, different animal. Mm. Now. So that's that's a really good point. So I think he's the so I always look at. Last season, the emotional toll I think that whole World Cup and Afghan situation took on Mo Salah. I think yeah. that really that really killed him for a lot mm-hmm. of the second. I think we really underjudged how much that really does affect footballers. Yeah, the yeah. weight of like a whole. I mean, fucking hell, the weight of a whole country. I don't even like having the weight of like three like three people in my department on my shoulders. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking nightmare. Um, but like the, the the expectations and that delivery of a whole country expecting on you to kind of be that talisman. We will see the full measure of Virgil van Dijk, the man, when he comes back. Because I don't think missing the penalty will have phased him. I think it's the mannerism yeah. that went out. So he I needs to come so. back and he's, he needs to rise it. Whilst on the flip side, I really think Canate is going to come back. And he will. He, he's dealt with his injury stuff now. He looks like the absolute business. And he was phenomenal in that World Cup running. And Deschamps needs to find shame quickly for not playing him in that final over Fuku Meccano. Um yeah. Because I think he'll come back in. I think he'll play against... He won't, might not play against Villa, but I definitely think he'll play against Brentford, for sure. Mm. Mm. Nah, yeah, Konati definitely got credit in the bag. After that yeah, World Cup performance, oh my God, he was just... He was and I think I think it's given him, Konati, a little bit of a taste as well, where he's probably fully aware that France are going to be sat at the table for a little while now. Oh yeah, if, 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 they, if they aren't... The favourites for the next World Cup, something serious has gone seriously wrong. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 there must have been a genocide in France because uh, <laughs> they have got like five players for each position that I'd look at and be like, yeah, he looks like he's going to be incredible. Like, but it's like, and this is the thing, Konate is going to come back with that taste that like, I'm going to earn my place now. I'm earning my place in the Liverpool team. By the time the next tournament comes across, I'm going to be the first centre back on that team sheet yeah. for Liverpool and France. And Van Dijk. Same similar outcome or feeling, but he's going to feel very wronged. First World Cup at 31 or however old he is now. Um, his first World Cup, and he's going to feel like he was unjustly knocked out. Whether you believe that or not, I'm, I sort of side with the Dutch feeling on this a little, little bit. But I feel like Van Dijk and that whole Dutch squad will feel very wronged. And that they, they didn't, not necessarily that they did enough to win the game, but they didn't do enough to get knocked out. Um, especially fair. when you you compare yourself to other teams, and I think Van Dijk, especially being the, the sort of captain of that team, rah rah rah, he's going to feel very much like maybe his international chances of like trophy has gone, and now he needs to make sure that he wins as much as he possibly can at, at his club. So I feel like Konate and Van Dijk are both going to come back, different situations, but with that same sort of mentality of like, no, we're we're the guys now. I, I I don't want to question Konate's mentality, but you know it has also been a difficult year for him in the sense of he's lost the Champions League final. He started that, didn't he? Yeah, I'm sure he started the final. Yeah, and he's, he's top player, player, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and you know the, this final happened on Sunday, and he lost that as well. I just I don't think it will. I don't think it will get him down. Um, hopefully, he can use that energy to to good use yeah. and, and make sure that he comes back stronger. Because I know he put out a couple of posts as well on Twitter to say, don't worry, yeah, we'll be back stronger. But um, 
yeah, you just want to. It's easy I, to I tweet he, that, isn't it? Yeah, I think he just wants to mm. avoid that as well because yeah, I feel sorry for the guy, man. He, man, he, yeah, I never really considered so it like that. For, yeah, he's been so so good for us um, this year, and yeah, I mean, like, oh, yeah, I don't know, just like the World Cup. Like, I would have loved it if he if he won it because he came on. He came on. Oh, he had the assist. Malone Mwani's chance at the end. That ball he played. Like, <laughs> I, had to, I had to run that back the other day. I was like, the tech on it was mad. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I yeah, think... I screamed when he played that pass. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting because I think... The, the Honestly, there's two ends of the spectrums for both of them. There's pissed off chip on their soldiers. Shot, shot soldiers? Shoulders, central defenders who, you know, I'm not going to let anyone get past me and become that brick wall Liverpool defence that, you know, we, we, we've come to love in years go past. Or they can retreat in their shell, which I don't think that they will, but it's easy to understand why they would yeah. given the situations yeah. that they've, they've just been through. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting times for, for, for both of them. But kind of back onto, back onto the City game, what do you think in terms of, in terms of scoreline? Because I don't think it's, I don't necessarily think it's going to be, Filled with goals, considering that you know, I think Man City only played the one preseason get preseason, mid-season <laughs> friendly yeah, game. We played yeah. the two, so I, I I don't know. I can't I can't really call the results. I'm I, I really think it'll be like a one nil two one scenario. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because we're so unsure of like who's going to be playing for both sides, who's even going to be available for both sides, who's still in Dubai and who's even in training and stuff like that. So it's really difficult. But yeah, I do agree. Unless it's like where we both feel fairly weak teams and because there's that lack of structure, then there might be mistakes and goals. But yeah, I do sort of agree. It might be a little bit more cagey than we're used to City-Liverpool being, where both teams sort of turn up confident enough to win. I think it, depending on who's playing, it might be a little bit of a, oh, we don't want to lose, you don't want to lose. This, I don't know. It's going to go the distance, man. We'll go penalties. Yeah, extra time. Yeah, I was going to say, go, no, go straight to penalties. Who go, go to distance, man? We've got penalties, man. We, we, we've seen enough penalties, so yeah, why not? Oh, I'm sick of penalties. I'm sick of penalties. <laughs> my, boy, my, my boy at work said he was like, Oh, this has been the ultimate world cup. I was like, No, nah, it's been the pen ultimate world, world cup. cup. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, Chris, my prediction I'm gonna go Liverpool and penalties. Salah to bag the winner. Ooh. I don't think I can oh. take it, you know. First game back against the penalties. I'm like, for fuck's sake. Let's go. <laughs> <The> penalties, man. <laughs> I think um I think one nil Liverpool. Who do you think's gonna get the goal? Moa. Ooh. Okay. I will say from the, the stuff I did see from preseason, we looked very good in attack. Defense was like okay, it was what it was, but we just look like we can move the ball a lot more fluid, and it's yeah. Nice the patterns have been nice, considering they're friendlies. Really, it's been really nice play. I think they've they've been really good. Um, is it Bobby Clark um, who played some yes. of the AC Milan game? He looks good, so I think yeah. he could be. It'd be nice to kind of maybe see him come on and ben. get a little bit of a run around. Yeah, bro. I know what you, Ben Doak. He like, yeah, ben Doak. <laughs> like, I'm just trying so hard not to like fully just jump on his bandwagon because he seems. Well, it's that thing about it's it's that thing about. Yeah, I mean, he's 17. He's like a little bit of an undersized attacker, but mate, 
the the the, the, the sly PMP showed for that go- that goal. Yeah. By the way, was unbelievable. I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, you you're showing mm-hmm. me something here, so um, I can get um, I can get in on that. But uh, just looking at the, the how the how the results have felt this evening. So Wolves beat Gillingham two 0 uh, Southampton squeaked past Lincoln City, which I guess isn't a good sign for Southampton. Two one. Um, Newcastle beat Bournemouth one nil, and Leicester beat MK Dons three nil. So, yeah. So outside of the Leicester game, not many goals. Goals, yeah. Not many goals. I mean, Man United have got Burnley tomorrow, so that's yeah. That's interesting. Come on. That's going to say, do you want to? <laughs> get some bits of company profit real quick yeah <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what though I'll tell you what linking back to yeah 100% they're smashing it and the players that they signed players no one had heard of from the Belgium league and it just goes to show that professional players are good enough in the right environment and so there's no excuses. This this is where I have slightly turned on FSG a little bit is with the like, oh, we don't have enough money to buy this one player, so we can't buy anyone. I was fully bought into that idea before. And you just look mm-hmm. and you just think like, well, there's, there's good enough players to play in the Premier League for 10 million out there. There's loads of them. There's hundreds <laughs> of them. Like, and, and seeing Burnley has been such a good example of that. He's bought players from a very footballing league Took them to the championship and they're smashing it. Yeah, for Burnley as well. Mm-hmm. Burnley are playing football. Left? What's the guy who plays on the left of them? Is it Aurie? Is it Uri? He's the, pretty good. I like him. Yeah, there, there's two wingers that they've got. The one that scored against um, Middlesbrough, oh, I think, the other night when he cut in from the right hand side. He just oh, like, never ever yeah, seen these guys' Aurie. names before. Not even yeah. on Football Manager. But <laughs> they play, this, and this is the thing as well. It's they actually played quite nice, fluid football. And it's like, are you sure this is Burnley? Yeah. Like, yeah. I wonder right, what the fans are like. Are they listen, like, do we like this? Oh, they're, fucking, they're fucking right. livid, aren't they? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. This isn't is is industrial football. football. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's it's moving me. I can't lie. Um, <laughs> yeah, you uh, you might have landed another one there, Alec. Yeah, I landed another um, yeah. one. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. What about Salah? When's he going to post the Christmas tree picture? That's what you want to know. Is it after he bags the win tomorrow? <laughs> well, yeah. We've got to... I mean, it, as of recording this, it is four minutes to ten on the 20th of December. He's not posted anything yet. So, yeah. I mean, if we if we, if we can get to Boxing Day, right? And my fingers are very much crossed right now. If we can get to Boxing Day about the Christmas tree picture, we'll, we might be cooking here. Um, yeah. You, you, we're going to win so much, you might get tired of winning um, if he doesn't post that Christmas tree picture. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, kind of, I want to quickly just touch on the Villa game because I think off the back of this, that's going to be an absolute bastard of a game. Um, like we said, it's a Monday night in Birmingham. It's like a half five kickoff. Unai Emery. Unai Emery. He'll, yeah. Mm-hmm. We came. I mean, yes, we did come up against uh, Villarreal last season, and you know, in, in the in the first leg, we dealt with them quite handedly. Second leg, it was a bit bit of a different story, but ultimately, we did recover from that. I think they're going to want to come out and kind of get a real good impression. But ultimately, I think if we weather the first thirty minutes, get a goal, we will ultimately see that through. Yeah. And then I fully expect us to then win, to then go on and get nine points out of nine. What are your predictions and kind of thoughts about these three games? Obviously, we've got Villa away, Boxing Day. Um, 
on the 30th, we've got Leicester at home, and then we've got Brentford on the 2nd of Jan. Yeah, you, I, I honestly, Chris, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be optimistic here. I, I think we'll get three wins there. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I see, I see Villa being, you know, the big game, you know, we, they would have been drinking since fucking Christmas Eve down in Birmingham. Um, so, yeah, they, 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 they would have been, they <laughs> Hang up for that game. Um, I just, yeah, I, I just think we'll put in a professional performance there, get, get the job done. Um, Leicester again, they've had an up and down season. They were really bad at the start, but they, they're doing okay now. But again, I just think Liverpool at home, Christmas time, I just, I just see a win there. And, and the Brentford game, I'm actually going to it. Um, so I, again, I think without Ivan Tony, I, I don't want to sound too narrow minded, but I just don't see much from them either. Especially about about Tony, so yeah, I think I think I think we could be looking at four wins here, Chris, including the City one. So yeah, yeah, and no, I think um, with what Chris said about the Villa game and how up for it they're going to be, they're going to see this as their opportunity to sort of have a bit of a giant killing and then go on and have a good rest of the season. Um, and I think this period we're going to win them all. And I think what it's going to do for the rest of our season is it's going to stop this mentality other teams have sort of got with us at the moment where they see us as the big team that you can get a result against. And I think you, you, that's why it feels like teams play so much better against mm. us than they do everyone else. Because at the yeah. moment, we are the team that you might get lucky against. So you get that extra 2 to 5%. And in professional football, we all know that's enough. Um, so I think the first couple of games, we normally smash it in this period. I think we will. And then I think that's going to weaken other teams' mentality against us. And I think it will go back to normal a little bit where teams are a little bit more scared of us. Um, and that's going to be such a relief. Such a relief. I'm so sick of playing teams that are like playing their heart out yeah. because they think we're going to get lucky today. Yeah. That was fucking joy. It's, it's horrible, man. And you, watch in, him man. Against, and you watch him against Arsenal and City and they're like, don't leave the box, lads. Don't leave the box, lads. They might score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking joke, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. We need to re-establish, we need to 100% yeah. re-establish this, that, this aura. I mean, we finished, before we went to the World Cup, I think we finished really strong. Um, we got those two kind of death blows out of the way, the fucking Leeds result, which I'm still pissed off about. Yeah. And the Forest result, which I'm even more pissed off about, considering yeah. they are genuinely shit. Um, so we've got that's that's that is being it's happened, and they kind of righted the ship after the result. But they need to keep that positive momentum going. We need to just literally dismantle all these teams that we come into. I mean, the Villa game. If you know, I, I kind of don't care if if it's you know a squeaky one nil, three points are three points at the end of the day. We yeah. need to get back to that mentality of securing these wins and putting points on the board and that's all we really care about at the end of the day because we want to get into the step we want to get into the second half of the season really steamrolling and getting back to Liverpool that we know and love and who knows that confidence that momentum maybe could propel us to another Champions League run you're not ramming out the quadruple is still on the quadruple is still on (laughs) technically hey the the, the, I mean the math the math is still there so hey we came back from a points deficit last season. Who knows? Who knows? That's what we're good at. Let's go. <laughs> Let's, Let's go. Well, hopefully, 
you guys have enjoyed listening to the return of Cop and Fracas back on the Twitch and Fracas Network. Thank you so much, by the way, for being uh, in lockstep with us during our World Cup coverage. It was a whole host of fun that month being able to cover that com- cover the competition with obviously other personalities from across the network. Um, and yeah, I mean, hopefully you all enjoyed it, and you can delve into all the content that the, the club pods have got uh, and the wider network. I mean, we've got Mister Mister got Mister Pitside. His side pit stop himself um on the pod with us so i don't know if you want yeah. to get a cheeky plug in there Anik. Big up, big up, pit stop pit stop yeah man uh the f1 season may have finished but we still got content coming your way and um, we've got big thing planned for 2023 and somebody the get heart. Anik his kef jumper man yeah um, what, happened to my kef what is this about yeah man look at me. i'm wearing a regatta fleece from decathlon this is what it's come to yeah, I'm seeing Chris there with the beautiful Liverpool merch, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, that should be. I'm sitting there freezing be, cold, yeah. waiting for my lovely yeah. warm hoodie from yeah. Farhi, but you know. Yeah. We'll take them discussions offline, yeah, because. <laughs> <laughs> don't long it. Don't long it. <laughs> We're not going to long it at all. That's the part right around there. Don't long it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Um, hopefully, you can keep instead with us during the second half of this Liverpool season. Um, and there will be a lot to celebrate on these on this journey we're about to undertake yet again with each other. Thank you very much for tuning in. And until next time, we'll see you soon. Bless. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>